messages that we began back in uh, the beginning of December. And I told you that when we started that there it would be a series of messages, not a series. And so um, none of these really are linked together outside of the, the overall theme. Uh, but this morning I want to go back to the book of Matthew chapter number two. And today we're just going to read uh, just a couple verses. We read this entire passage last week in our reading, uh, but we're going to start in verse number 9 and go down through verse number 11. Now, if you found your place in Matthew chapter number 2, everybody say amen. 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 All right. Uh, here we are, verse number 9. It says, when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Let's pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for uh, your presence. We thank you, Lord, that there is uh, grace and there is a presence that we can feel as they sang about today. We're glad that there is a day that is soon coming when we'll be able to see you face to face. 
Lord, we ask you now that you would take the reading of the scripture and bless it. We pray that you would touch your people. We realize that there are some today that are not here for uh, reasons beyond their control. We ask you that you would touch them. Bless them as they travel. Bless them as they, they're nursing someone back to health. We pray that you'd help those, Lord, that just uh, for whatever reason had to decide to, to stay home. We pray today that you would show them mercy love and grace and bring them back at the next appointed time. Lord, but today, those of us that are here, Lord, they are here because of your will and your desire. And so we pray that you would bless us today, encourage us and strengthen us. Lord, those that may watch or listen to this at a later date, we pray that you would touch them. But Lord, we ask you that you would anoint the message and the messenger today. We give you the grace, the glory for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to try to preach on this thought, there's still time. There's still time. Now, uh, 2020 has been filled with anxiety uh, for many people. Now, some folks have just taken it and they've rolled with it. Whatever uh, has happened has happened. It's not, they've not let, them, let it bother them. Uh, but for those of us that uh, have let it bother us and let all these changes uh, it's been one that we're anxious to get over. We're looking for midnight here in just a few days when the calendar will turn to 2021. But until then, I want you to know that there is still time. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But uh, back in February, some of us men took a mission, I say a mission trip, I, they're one of our missionaries, so that's what we'll call it, but we took a trip out to Mississippi, and uh, on our way there, on our way back, a lot of us, uh, we were kind of sharing some same thoughts. We, we'd like to go back again, we'd like to do this more often, and then it got back to, well, this is six or seven hours away, what can we do in our own backyard? And so we began to, to, uh, to talk about maybe going into the jails over here. Uh, there's, uh, there's, well, there were at one time multiple jails uh, here. There's uh, a few nursing homes in town. We would love to be able to get uh, into there. I told you when, when we first came that my heart's desire really was to get into the public schools and be able to do something there uh, in the public schools. And, and all of this time there, the, the Lord was, was stirring in my heart, maybe about doing a visitation program and going from house to house here in our community, knocking on some doors and inviting folks to church and sharing uh, the gospel with them. Uh, and, and even uh, back probably in June or July of this year, 2020, uh, I've had four, uh, at least four uh, invitations to preach on the mission field in Croatia, in Spain, in London, in Wales, and then also in Scotland, and, and the one for Scotland, Brother Jody Hodden, and I told you a few months ago that that is planned right now for August of 2021. We're still trying to figure out the logistics, not only being absent from here, but the finances for that, but guess what? All of those things that we had planned, they suddenly came to a screeching halt in March of 2020. 
All of those plans to go door to door, we 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 shelled because it would be very it, it, it would be bad for us to have some disease and share that with our community. It would be bad for us to be well and go into a home that that maybe had the uh, the virus and they shared it with us and we came back and shared it here. Uh, it would be difficult. Matter of fact, you couldn't go into at least into the manor. They wouldn't let you go in over there. The prisons, the jails were the exact same way. They would not let you go into these facilities. So all of the plans that, that we were making or that that God had been placed upon my heart come to a screeching halt. Now I told you right after all this had started, I mentioned some of these before. It seems as though God said, okay, you're wanting to go out into the world. You're wanting to go tell folks about the Lord. I'll just shut the church down and see what you do. And so there for a few months, we were outside of church. We were doing online services. Uh, now the church has an online presence and people uh, from different states are viewing and they're watching our, our videos and they're commenting and they're texting and messaging, wanting to know when we're going to load Sundays or when Wednesday service, and so that's been a blessing, but I have to ask a question outside of the message. I wonder during the time that we've been shut down, which has been twice, I wonder if we have allowed ourselves the freedom to go tell someone about the Lord outside of here or outside of our online services. I, I just wonder maybe if we've taken advantage of the church really, really being put into the world during this COVID time. Those planes were put on hold. The mission trip to Scotland, they have been on lockdowns numerous times since we planned it, and we're not real sure if that can even happen. If it does happen, I'd love for some of you to go with us. I think it'd be wonderful if you could go on a mission trip. I think it'd be wonderful if I could, but but we're, we're, we're wondering if even that is going to happen. We're wondering our plans. Some have had plans for vacations that have had to have been halted. And some have had plans for this trip or, or this thing or maybe this great event. Um, there's, there's not a Spanish bone in our body. But uh, years ago, I promised Ashlyn when she turned 15 that we were going to have a quinceanera. Now, some of y'all don't know what that is. I really don't. I do like saying it. But I saw it on the television set one day, and me and her are determined, COVID or not, to have a 15-year-old white quinceanera. Now, again, we don't know what that entails, but we're going to try. But maybe even that, because of COVID, we may even have to say, well, you're going to have to wait and have a 16th in Yara. I don't know how to say that in Spanish. But we'll have to have a big Spanish party for the 16th birthday. Hopefully COVID will be gone by then. But see, plans have changed. Things have had to be rearranged. But there's still time to do some things in this year, 2020. We have a few days left. Today is the 27th. You have just a couple days left. Wednesday night will be the 30th. You have Thursday the 31st, that's New Year's Eve, and you have all day long up until 11.59 p.m. to do these things that I'm going to give you today. Just real quick, 
real fast and in a hurry. Let's look at them. There's still time, number one, to seek him. If we look back in verse number one, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Now I'm just going to help you just a little bit in case this week you've been stargazing. We had Jupiter and Saturn that were so close, it appeared uh, to be one star. And folks have been posting on Facebook. Uh, if, you, if you did, I'm not getting on to you. I'm just trying to correct the, the, the theory that this was Jesus' star. Those were not the same stars that these wise men were following after. This was, a, I believe it in all of my heart, this was a star that God had placed in the sky for this sole reason. It wasn't the rotation. It wasn't the evolution of stars or anything else. It was his star. And so I do want to clarify that just in case you think, wow, this is a great thing. This star has finally come back around. If you want to believe that, that's fine. If you find hope in that, that's fine. But that's not the same star that they were looking at. It says that they have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. That star was placed there for a reason. That star showed them exactly where the Son of God was. And I'm telling you, it was there for the sole reason, Nathan, that they could seek him. And not only seek him, but they could find him. And today there's still time to seek him. Notice that it says that in verse number one, it says, Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. This word came or to come, it means to openly or publicly approach. Now, these wise men uh, in, in Eastern civilizations, they, they say and they believe, they hold to the tradition that they were at least 12 of these wise men that came. Now, as you look through uh, history, you see some writings that comes uh, down to a head, and they, they pinpoint it to three kings. And even our, our, I don't know if it's in our hymnal or not, but we three kings of Orient are. And it mentions three. And, and some have even placed names to these three. But they believe that at least these three were the king of Persia, the king of India, and the king of Arabia, or, or Iran, um, uh, Saudi Arabia, and India. And no doubt that as they began to come uh, towards uh, this star, towards uh, this area, uh, if they were coming from India, if they were coming from Saudi Arabia, if they were coming from Iran, they had many miles to trek across the desert. They had no doubt many different landscapes that they had to come. Oh, but these were kings. These were not just peasants. These were not men uh, that just decided that they would put their best clothes on. No doubt in my mind that there was great pomp and circumstances. They came across the desert. There's no doubt in my mind that whether it was 12, whether it was 3, or whether it was 1, it matters not to me that these men were considered wise among the people here. And they came to where Jesus was. They were seeking him. And today there is still time to seek 
him. You better mark it down that as even as our own president, as he uh, travels from one place to another, there is a great uh, crowd of people that are surrounding him. Uh, he has a motorcade. He has uh, secret service men. And here are kings of countries. And they have uh, no doubt they're, they're bringing gifts. And here they are. They're coming uh, to see someone. And I love the fact that it says, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We don't know for sure that there was an angel come to them. But we know that the star is above this son of God. This little infant this little toddler, whatever it may have been, and they are going to him and they know that this star is pointing, Brother Kenny, not to just someone, but they're pointing to a king. The star is special. And they came to seek him. There's still time this year to seek him. Whether it's publicly or privately, I believe we can seek him today. In these next three or four days that we have, I encourage you to seek him. No matter if it's over a great distance, uh, no matter the cost or no matter the care uh, today, we need to seek this same Jesus that they sought. Number two, there's still time to worship him. I am. Uh, I find it troubling, and I try not to let it trouble me, but I find it troubling that when people get up to sing, very rarely are there people saying amen or, or shouting or raise their hands, just a select few. But you let a certain crowd come in, and, and let, let's just go back, for instance, let, let's fill it up for revival, or let's fill it up for camp meeting and everybody wants to shout then. Everybody wants to say amen and you could say Mary had a little lamb and people would be shouting but let someone pour their heart out playing the piano or a guitar or holding the microphone and singing here or on the stage or somewhere else and it's like crickets and it makes me wonder does it take a crowd for you to worship God? Does it take a, a crowd, big crowd to fill all the chairs for us to worship God? Or is it something that's on the inside? And if there's any question, it should be something on the inside that is speaking, saying, I agree with what they're saying. And that should come out, maybe in a hand raise, maybe in a... Not talking like we were talking the other day, Miss Sam. Not clapping as as opposed to giving giving a great performance, but clapping just to know that they are doing what God wants them to do. Or maybe maybe it's saying Amen or glory to God, or maybe it's standing up and and, and acting them all. I don't know what it is, but we need to get to the place where where we don't depend on outside sources to dictate whether we worship God. Maybe you have a special song and you'll say amen to that special song, but nobody else's. Maybe you have a certain group that you love to sing and you'll shout them all, but not everybody else. You'll sit there like a knot on the log. Maybe you've got a perfect, uh, not a perfect, but a, a special preacher or a favorite preacher and you'll amen them and you'll say amen and you'll get up and wave hankies at them, but not everybody. What would it be like if we just worshiped God and not man? What would it be like if we worshipped who they were singing about and who they were preaching about and who they were testifying about rather than who is testifying or who is preaching or who is singing? Now that's all, that's all free 
You don't even have to pay for that one. Now we got to get into what we're fixing to talk about. These wise men, they came. And it says that they came to worship him. Look with me in verse number 9. It says when they heard the king. Remember the king said, I want you to go and I want you to find him. And you worship him. Uh, but then you come back and tell me so I can come and worship him too. Verse number 9 says that they departed and loved the star which they saw in the east. Went before them till they came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. This word worship, it means to prostrate oneself, to honor, or to adore. Now people get prostate and prostrate mixed up. A prostate is what men have that gives them trouble. A prostrate is to lay flat on the ground, and in this case, to worship uh, someone, to adore, to honor someone by laying prostrate or flat out on the ground. And that's what, that's what, listen to what it says. They fell down and worshiped him. Their purpose was clear. Verse number two, it says, where is he when the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. The whole reason, Brother Kenny, they came was to worship him. I said this before, I love church. I love this church. Probably, Lori and I have been married 19 years. Somebody help me to God. To 18 years, going into 19 years. And ever since we came to this church, my first time was in 2000 at the camp meeting. Brother Joe Arthur was still preaching at that point during the camp meeting. I fell in love with this church. And Brother John, for years after we got married, Lori and I said, if we ever leave Knoxville, we're coming to America's and we're joining this church. There's something about this church. And I love this church. I love to be here. But it's not the carpet. It's not the lights. It's not the pulpit. It's the fact that there is a spirit of worship in this place. When you come, I, I had to come back in here the other night. And I don't like churches in the middle of the night when the lights are off. Look at him. That ain't none of me. But I walked in that door to come up to this pulpit and get my wallet. And that was something stirring already. And it wasn't one of those spooky things like I need to turn all the lights on and look behind my shoulder. It was, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there was something that was saying, I'm still here. Mm, I'm about to run through that plexiglass. Hey, I'm talking about there was a spirit of worship that was still here on that day. It was a Wednesday night. It was dark outside. I was in here all alone with Brother Jim. I wasn't alone. Spirit of God. Now, Miss Kim, on the other hand, <laughs> Miss Kim's scared. I had to come all the way from the house one day just to get her the offering that we had left in the office because she didn't want John Dent to go preaching at her. This was right after Brother John had passed. He said, I ain't going in there. If I get Brother Dent, I'm out. This wasn't the spirit of somebody that's passed on. This was the spirit of somebody that's raised up. You see, 
I love to worship God. That's why I like to come here. That's why it's so strange when we had to have had to have a, 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 a online service. And it wasn't up with me, Brother John, and I was down there in the office. But guess what? That little that little blue and orange office that I got down there, something began to happen a few times, Brother Jim. And I done forgot that they were the people in the pews. Because the Holy Spirit of God moved in that place where I was, and I was having a short of Holy Ghost time. Wonder why? It's because my purpose was clear not to be seen, not to see someone else, not to be heard, but to worship Him. And folks, that's what we need to do. And there's still time to worship Him. Notice now. Some folks come in church and they say, yeah, I'm here to worship. And they look like they've lost their, their best friend. They look like their mother-in-law has moved in with them. They look like they have just eaten a whole tree full of sour persimmons. They look like, they, they, they look like they've been beaten. They come in. And but that's not what happened with these guys. These guys have just come as far as India. I looked it up on the map today. Brother Eric, do you realize how far Indian is away from Jerusalem? It's pretty fur piece. And they came all the way from India, Iran, and Saudi Arabia, all over those deserts to come and worship. And the Bible says this. I believe it's verse 10. It might be verse 11. Verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Wouldn't it be a blessing if we came in to worship and we worshiped with exceeding great joy? It's not lost on me that you all are having to work 40, 60, 80 hours a week. It's not lost on me that you folks are out there and you're, you're working in the heat, you're working in the cold, you're working with the public. It's not lost on me, even some of you that are retired, that you're at home and you're all alone. And when you finally get to church, it seems like you're still all alone. You sit there and now nobody can shake hands, nobody can hug, nobody can really talk, but from a distance and we've got masks on and we can't see and we don't we can't see their smiles and, and everybody gets in here and it seems like it's just different it seems like there's no use to coming but I'm going to tell you something I'm not coming for the blue tape on the pews I'm not coming for the plexiglass in front of me I'm not coming so I can hear somebody sing a song I'm coming for the one that we sing to I'm coming for the one that we preach about. I'm coming from the one that this word of God speaks about. I'm coming from the very savor of worship. That's what makes Jesus, that's what makes God take note is when his people begin to worship. There may, be, there may come a time when I come in here and, I, and I'm down and I may be downtrodden. I don't feel good, but I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a secret. Every time that I'm coming to the house of God that way, somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the abundance of my heart, God has replaced that fatigue with a fervency. God has helped me with that lack of rest or that tiredness or that weakness and he's given me something that stirs within me. Oh yeah, I may be physically tired when I leave the pulpit and get in the car and make it back home, but spiritually God has helped me because I come not to be seen but to worship. There's still time to worship. 
I, I, I heard, the, or I didn't hear, I read this this week, that Jesus was never called the king of the church. Here we see the wise men called him the king of the Jews. Herod uh, in, uh, what is it? Well, all of the gospels that record the, the crucifixion, not Herod, Pilate rather, he put an inscription above Jesus' head on a cross and it says, Jesus, the king of the Jews. Now, Paul says that Jesus is the head of the church. In John, or in Revelation, the apostle John wrote that he is king of kings and lord of lords. I want you to know today that there are a lot of people that have a lot of names for this son of God. But here we come to this point and they were worshiping him not based on what everyone else has told them. They were worshiping him based on what they experienced. Based upon that star and what God has spoken to them. They were coming worshiping him. I, 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 call, I call him Jesus. I call him Savior, I call him friend, a brother, confidant, advocate, intercessor. He is the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. One day he will be crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It matters not what you call him as long as you call him that in worship. And there's still, there's still time to worship. Then quickly, quickly to give to him. To give to him. There's still time to give to him. Notice what it said there in verse number 11. He found the child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. Mentioned a little bit of this last week. As a matter of fact, I believe I mentioned some of this last year about this time. But I just want to remind you, here was this gold. It was prized. It was expensive. I mentioned last week that it, it's, it, it can be used anywhere from, from thread. It can be ground to a powder. There's, there's a lot of things that can be done with gold. Gold does not, uh, it does not mar. Gold does not, it, yes, it's soft, but it doesn't, doesn't rust. It, it doesn't corrupt like, like iron and steel and all these other Things. It's expensive. So my question to you today is what is your prized possession? What do you prize above everything else? Is it a possession? Is it a relationship? Is it a job or a career or finances? What is it that is so a prize to you? And my question is today is will you be willing to give that to Jesus? Will you be willing to give that to God. Next we see frankincense. Frankincense is a resin that comes from the Botswana tree. And in this tree, the harvesting, uh, it, it, it many times was dangerous. There are venomous snakes that lived in the trees. Um, that it made the harvesting not only dangerous, but it made it deadly. And during this time, uh, when the snakes begin to gather, really, when you look at it, is when the sap or when this uh, resin truly is at its best and at its greatest content. 
It was also a very hard and a long process to harvest. As they came to the tree, they would scar the tree and allow the tree to leak this resin. They would wait, and three days later, they would come and scar it again. A few days later, they would come again, and after the third cutting, the, re the resin is aromatic enough to then be used in incense and in medicine. But they cut the tree up to seven times, and each time this resin is more aromatic and more valuable. You said, what does this have to do with anything? To give him gifts, it may be uncomfortable. To give him what he truly needs, it couldn't even be dangerous. We live in a time now where, where it, it will come very soon, I believe, that if we truly hold fast to the to the, uh, uh, the tenets of the word of God, when we truly hold fast to that foundation that we've been taught and we don't waver one way or the other, that our beliefs, our morals will be called into question and it could get dangerous to truly live for Christ. I wonder, will you still do it? Then we see this. They offered him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And we mentioned this one last week. That myrrh is used for arthritis, and menopause, mouthwash, and toothpaste. It's been called the balm of Gilead. It was used to embalm the dead. Just like frankincense, it was used in anointing. Could be used in anointing kings, queens, princes, princesses, leaders, and here this oil, this ointment, this balm, if you will, was given to this little baby named Jesus. Have you thought about anointing the head or the feet of Christ with something that's precious and dear to you? There's still time to seek him, to worship him, and to give to him. Now, I'm not talking about money. If I need to, I will. But I'm talking about giving of yourselves. Too often, too often we give to God on Sundays or on Wednesdays. And that's not to say that we go out and we live any way we want to throughout the week. But we don't truly give to him. We, we kind of live to ourselves. We, we, we live for our families. But what about God? What are we giving to him throughout the week? Every day. There's just a few days left of this year. Jesus is still being shown to every man, woman, boy, and girl. Jesus is now, he is, he is lifted to a place of prominence at the right hand of God, and it is absolutely, or he is absolutely available for every man, woman, boy, and girl, not only to seek him, but to find him. 
There's a need in our church for open worship, like I mentioned earlier, for us to say amen or to raise our hands or to weep openly, whatever it may be, to come to the altar, to stand and testify, but also private worship. Some of, the, some of the greatest men and women of God were able to do both, worship publicly and privately. And some of the sweetest times that they had ever had in their lives after reading biography after biography is that those times of private prayer and private worship, they got closer to God their relationship was better, and their life lived was better, closer to God, away from sin. There's, there's still time. And he does deserve our gifts. Um, this happened definitely for me as a, as a young boy growing up. This weekend, we just exchanged gifts. Uh, some some were, were small, some were extravagant, some were done in private, and some were done very publicly. Some were, were done in such a way to bring tears or to evoke laughter. There is a gift in each one of us that we can give to God, that we can give to Jesus. That, in a nutshell, is ourselves. And I do believe that when we get saved, we, we give ourselves to God. But I think that every single day, we need to wake up and say, God, here I am. What will you have me to do? You say, well, I don't know about that. I've got to go to work every day, or I've got to do this every day. I understand that. But I think if we can put ourselves in the grip of God every day, then God would be able to control us as we walk. We have a better chance of controlling our tongues and our looks and our actions and our social media posts and the songs that we sing or listen to, the shows that we watch, the music, the magazines, the books, the places we how is, how is all that to be controlled? By giving him ourselves. There's still time this year. Let's stand today. <clears throat> Those wise men came with a purpose to worship the Lord. They came to, to the, the person that they could speak to. They, 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 they came to Herod. Herod the Great is who we're talking about. Some of you in literature, you remember Mark Antony? That's, that's the same Herod that we're talking about. Mark Antony, 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 and Herod. Antipas. All of them. This is the same, this is the same Herod that we're talking about. History records his life. History records how wicked of a man he was. History records that about two to four years after this event in Matthew chapter number two, 
He not only tried to take his life and was unsuccessful, but eventually died from what some of us grew up hearing, hardening of the arteries. But here was this man, Herod. And these wise men knew that there was a king that was being pointed to by this star. And so they went to the only king that they knew of, the only leader that they knew of, Herod. But Herod had evil intentions. And he wanted to destroy this quote-unquote king that he had just heard about. And there's a lot of folks today. Matter of fact, as I was researching uh, Herod, they, they, used, they used the dates, you, you know, B.C. and A.D., well, they used the, the uh, initials B.C.E., which we know B.C. is before Christ, A.D. Some people say it's after death, but they're wrong. It is Anno Denomini, or in the year of our Lord. But B.C.E. means before current era. And so I tried to figure out what that was, Brother Stanley, and they... The people that came up with BCE is the exact same time, but they're trying to take Christ even out of dating. They don't want, they don't want before Christ. They want the four current era. They don't want in the year of our Lord, but rather uh, AD or ACE, after current era. It is ridiculous how many people, even today, just like Herod, are trying to stamp out Christ. But you and I today, we still have time. We still have until close to midnight on Thursday to seek him, to worship him, and to give him gifts. I encourage you to do that. Ask if you will come back on Wednesday night and be here. We're going to have a, uh, uh, we may, we may just do a prayer service Wednesday night and, uh, I, I, I've always wanted to have a watch night service, but I understand there's a lot of folks that may not be able to come or stay that late or maybe not even be in town. And so I decided not to do that. So Wednesday night, everybody that's here, you come ready to pray, okay? And uh, we're going to do our best to, uh, to honor the Lord in that and kind of pray over some people and some things, but pray in a good year, okay? So uh, I encourage you, if you will, go praying today. You come back praying on Wednesday. Don't forget, if you can, let me know your thoughts about the fellowship this past Sunday and uh, any thoughts that you might have about uh, uh, Valentine's Day uh, banquet. I'd appreciate that. Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably decide on whether or not, and then I'll give it over to Miss Denisha and Lori and whoever else wanted it. And let me say this, Miss Denisha, I've already told Lori, I think Lori kind of sent some things out, but for everybody that helped this past week with, with preparing everything and cleaning up, thank you so much for doing that. I certainly do appreciate it, okay? Let's, uh, let's pray one more time, and then we'll have you dismissed. Ashlyn, you're on the front pew, so you get to go first. You thought I was going to ask you to pray, didn't you? <laughs> I saw the panic in your face. You didn't know what I was going to do, but that's panic. All right, let's pray. Dear God in heaven, we love you. We thank you for this day. We pray now that you would bless us as we go our separate ways. God, we do pray that you might allow this, this uh, pandemic, this virus, to be able to be eradicated 
And God, we ask you that you might allow us to be able to give back to Sunday school and Sunday morning service and Sunday night and Wednesday night service like we're used to and like we love. And we pray that you would allow us, Lord, to see our friends and our church family that's not been able to come, to be able to come back. Lord, we pray that you draw new people in, but we do ask you that you would allow them to be saved. Lord, we pray you'll bless those who may be traveling today, those who are sick. We ask you to protect them, put a hedge about them. Father, we love you and we thank you. Bless these folks today. In Jesus' name, amen.